Um, before we begin, him giving me this opportunity to, sh to share God's word, um, pray that God blesses our time together. I've got a story to share. Um, <laughs> everybody's going, yes. <laughs> it's not a joke this time. <laughs> but I've got a story to share. It's a story of this young boy. Young boy who, who grew up in a place, um, would call it Perry Avenue or township space. That's the setting where this boy uh, is raised. He's raised by a single parent with a lot of siblings. Um, they together share um, in one household. So as he grows up, he doesn't have in terms of uh, life experiences, um, not only on him, but on his family too. Anyway, in his heart, he has a desire that one day I will change my own narrative. One day I will make a difference in the world. He goes to high school and he keeps to his dreams. He's like, I have a vision. One day, studies and studies. Eventually he gets to varsity. He's like, whoo. I made it. Thank you, Lord. Um, and then he has another dream after I finish my studies. And then God also delivers on that. He gets a job. And he's excited. He goes back home to his mother. He knew to the family. He's like, Guys, I found a job. And everybody's celebrating in this moment. They're all excited uh, for him. They're all excited for the family. The mother is hustling. Lily, 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 Lily. Everybody's excited, and he's also excited and, and jumping around. And the man is like, finally, we made it. And the boy's like, finally, I made it. The mother is celebrating that the family finally has a successor, successor, someone who is the first generation to be educated. The boy is thinking, I never had the PSP. And for me, to measure up on the friends that I made when I was in varsity, on the people that I've come to know over the years. This is my moment to shine. I've never had this. Anyway, this conversation doesn't happen directly between the mother and the son. Uh, I'll get back to you about my plans. And then he goes, he wrestles with this difference. But I don't want to go back home. It's time for me to shine. He really struggles with this. Mother Teresa, quote, change the world. Go home and love your family. The boy is hugely impacted by these words. They're like, no, 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 no. It's in the world. Go home and love your family. This is how we raise it now with his lenses. He begins to go back at home to his mother. I know what I'm going to do. I have a complaint. We thought he wasn't going to choose us. You know, there's a lot of cool things that all the young people are doing. He realizes, oh boy, there are a lot of needs to be met. I cannot do this by myself. Yes, I'm the first one to be educated and to graduate and to get a job. But I cannot do this, all of this by myself. He's overwhelmed. But as he thinks of this quote and God working with him, all of the sudden, he gets this enthusiasm. His heart is dead with passion, with courage, with empathy, with strength, with grace. Family, and to bless the young boy as well. 
influential to other young stars in the community, the mother becomes influential to other old ladies in the community, center in writing a new grand narrative for the family and also sister story. Order of events that the boy had to adjust to. The world going one way, his family going the other way. And he had to make that fine decision at that very moment. It's family first, before my needs. In due time, God will remember me as I've remembered the family. Rose, as he learns to love his family, to love other people as well. Wanna change the world? Go home. It started home before we love the world, before it expels to our community. So that's the story of the young boy. Today, which is worship before walls. Worship before walls, essentially, it's about the order of things. It's about this requirement or this ruling of God that God has set for the Israelites, for the people of God to follow and to not tamper with. And the Israelites obviously have messed it up. Into that deeply, I just want to do a quick recap from the previous sermon. Okay. And went to a person or a personhood, God working in the person, uh, also working on the people of Israelites. So that was the return. It wasn't a return to a place, but it was a return to a person, to be a son of God, a daughter of God. Ship before walls, which is a part order of putting first things first. Then bless the Israelites with resources to rebuild the temple. Now, when the Israelites get, got to the building site needs, they start with their own houses first. They neglect the temple. He sends Hagar, Hagar to rebuke them. The glory of God comes first before our comfort. And this was the error that the Israelites had found themselves in. Why Hagar is important in the rebuilding um, of the temple or in the narrative of the rebuilders is that Hagar is the person that, that, that confronts God's people. So he's got the courage. Um, Hagar is the person that asks the tough questions. Hagar also charges in you with the rebuilding. The first thing that Hagar does was to rebuke or correct. Reproof. Reproof, it is to give criticism for, the opposite word of reproof is to approve and to praise. Uh, I like to think of contrasting ideas to help me understand um, the main idea or the word better. In this context, we see that the prophet Haggai, Haggai, used by God uh, to bring correction to his people. In the Old Testament, God used the prophets for various reasons, mainly to be a mouthpiece of God for matters concerning the past, present, past, 
present and the future of his people. The prophet spoke as they had from God himself and were revered within the community of God's people. When Hagar gets up to speak with Zerubbabel, the governor, and Joshua, the high priest, and the rest of God's people, in this for a second with you, let's picture this scene. Imagine him introducing himself, and everyone is excited, replies with a great smile, hey, Hagar, probably he's the guy who's going to, don to do a, a pledge or a donation, um, to, or to work with Zero Bible or Joshua to help us proper, you know? Like the guy's excited, wow, hey guy, the new guy in town. Man, we all just came back from the exile, cool. And he's Jew as well, part of the team. Great anticipation to what he has to say. He says, I'm Haggai, the prophet. All of the sudden, there's this big silence and jaw drops, armpit sweating. And everybody's reciting 613 laws from Leviticus at the back of their minds or heads to see how many laws they've broken or what will be the punishment because clearly there's something wrong that they've done if the prophet is in their presence. Because God, it's to bring about judgment, to bring about correction. So I can see these people shocked. And then Hagar begins to talk. Hagar 1 verse for you yourselves lies in ruins. Maybe I could phrase it this way. Is it a time for you yourselves to live in your luxurious homes, to be self-indulgent, to invest in your fortunes or status while the church is deteriorating into Okay, and then Haggai continues, and it says, think carefully, I'm reading from a CSB. You've planted much, but have harvested little. You ate, but never have enough to be satisfied. You drink, but never have enough to be happy. Put on clothes, but never have enough to get warm. The wage earner puts his wages into a bag with hold, with hold, with a hole in it. So on your accounts, the skies have withheld the Jew. I have summoned the droughts on the fields and the hills, on the grain, new wine, fresh oil, and wherever the ground yields on people, animals, and, and all that your hands produce, but to prosper because of their ways, their disobedience. This is why a guy gets up, brought on the field, and the order backwards. A guy is asking them to reconsider their ways. What did they do? How did they mess this up? When they got into Jerusalem, beautiful, exquisite wood, they built their houses. But the temple continues to lie, to lie in ruins. It's behalf. Like, no, guys, your order backwards. This is not how it meant to be. This is not how it's supposed to be. It's God first. 
Let's set the record straight. Let's put the first things first. It's God first before you build your community. Somehow it feels like a habitual sin to Israel. Because when back in Exodus, when they left Egypt, those animals, they go into through the deserts led by, the, by Moses. Moses gets into the mountain. And what do they do? They take all their gold, including their earrings, and they build a golden, a golden calf. And they worship it. They bow down. They're like, this is our God who, take, who took us out of Egypt. <laughs> and Moses gets back from the, temp, from the mountain. Like, guys, and the God that had departed the oceans, you find a God who's a golden calf, and you're calling that a God? Aaron, dude, I trusted you, and you are the one in charge. <laughs> and you use your hands to build this golden calf. Sarah, and the first thing they do, comforts before God. What we like, how we feel like, but I'm sure about the golden calf, it's my God, cause. I'm sure about my status. I'm sure about how I feel. In what areas, areas or ways have you put priority above the church, above Jesus? Mind is that those who put prosperity above the church, Jesus, never get what they're after. Happy. They put clothes on, time. Are you creating space in your schedule to meet God and to be used by God? I think often at times when we create schedules, we create schedules for our devotionals. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to go through the book of Genesis, chapter one. It's a year plan. You got it right. Amen. But are you also creating a space for God to use you? Against beautiful houses. Don't hear me wrong. God is not a, a. But God asking the whole entire population to name of the Lord. God is saying, reconsider your content, instruction. This to your mind. Keep the order of things right. Put God first. It's worship before walls. Why is it worship before walls? Because the temple was a place of worship. Not only the place of worship, but of identity. It's where you and I find our identity. And that for his people, that they will find their identity in Jesus. Not outside of the temple, not outside of Jesus. That our identity important. Because what you worship, what you idolize, forms a huge part, if not all of your identity. Love, for example, the group you love to hang out with, for example, you tend to look like them or to like similar things like them over a period of time. I once read a stat that said that you are a five percent hang out with. <laughs> Mine, because it's like, I became so aware of how much time, what group, because whether I like it or not, whether it's in my worldview, 
whether it's my scriptural view, whether it's in my identity, there is a percentage that will start to look like them. Before we build our society, before we build anything else, we must first build the church. Africa has struggled with this. Back in 1994, Desmond Tutu, Nelson Mandela, fighting for peace, Desmond Tutu fighting for rainbow nation, all these beautiful ideas love and cherish and agree with that they form part of our identity as South Africans. Progress, they're starting to become less and less prominent in people's life. People's ideas start to change. Why is this true? Because that's transformation as within the house of God. Because within the house of God, God can bring that rainbow nation. In Revelation, he speaks about all nations in united. I have fought against black domination. I have fought against white domination. He's fighting for peace to bring these cultures together to one point of unity and equality. You're all one humanity of God. So all these truths fabricated at best in the house of God. True spiritual renewal begins with our worship, church, portent, in a location. If you backtrack with me from what I just said, I said the temple is a place of worship. Here we go, guys. Now you got Jesus. Now there's a place. Now there's level grounds. How different communities can be transformed. It's through church planting. It's through Jesus. The NPOs or NGOs for the great work that they do. True transformation at its heart, it comes through Jesus and through the church. Is spiritual renewal precedes social construction. It's an idea that before we rush into rebuilding our society and fixing everything that is wrong or problematic about our society, we first start with our own self renewal through, through worship. That's beautiful is that to speak all these words at the rebuke. That would have been horrible. Just like, hey, guys, you really messed up. Um, I can't help you. Cheers, bye. And then you feel like, what did just happen? You know? God, what does God do through Haggai? He provides a solution. Not only at this moment, but he has always done it through the biblical, the fallen man to get a solution for him. He covered him with an animal skin. Again here, God provides a solution. Here's a solution. God says to Haggai, go and build the house and I will be pleased with it and be glorified. Lamber, 
I don't know why the CSP says Lamba, honestly. It's the same as Timba. Prepare of them, but it's the same as Timba, you know? I had that as well, reading it, I was like, Lamba, like, guys, come on, it's like, same as Timba. The same as Timba, special wood, um, strong wood, high up the hill. To go and grab that wood. Why? Agai got up to speak. They were all reciting the 613 laws, trying to figure, figure out if we will have to do a sacrifice, or maybe our firstborns will die, or maybe there'll be a plague. God will judge us harshly for what we have done. And God, okay, guys, you have failed. Do it again. They're like excited. Like that moment as a child when you thought your mom was going to scold you. And then it's like, no, go clean up your mess. You're like, oh, what did just happen? And then you just go and you clean up your mess. You're like, and then you're like, I even cleaned the dining. It's like, I didn't ask you, but well done. Because <laughs> you're just so eager and excited and you were relieved. So I think they're having this moment as well. They go and fish the team and they come back and they rebuild the temple. Yeah. Is that God says, I am with you. Saying, I am with you. Oh, what are you doing? But now, because all of the sudden, they got things right, providing a solution, saying, I am with you. I build my church, I am with you. First, in my church, I am with you. God calls for maximum effort. I mean, it would have been easy to just go like, guys, go at the back of the river, find the best timber, the best wood, and just bring it. Mountain. They're having to climb this mountain to this wood, cut it down, chop it up, put them, put it on their shoulders to build the temple. It's maximum effort. It's like best of your best um, to, to in bringing um, the rebuilding of post of riots. I don't know if it has changed your ideas on God or on church. Post doing church online. God is still asking. Reinvest in my church relationship. I will be with you. Like God, can I just put in a five friend coin on Zaba on Zappa? I know I got like a lot of coins, but it's like you bring in your best maximum effort. Just bring in your best. If that five friend coin is your best, I'm with you. It's all hard to really invest with your time or, or whether with anything. Everybody has become so aware of the ROI. It's a time I just had recently and it simply means return on investment what I'm going to get out of it. Like, I mean, Eugene did preach a good sermon, but it was average. I mean, I can go online and hear a proper sermon, you know. <laughs> My return on investment is to go online, you know. By saying, invest with your resources, invest with your presence, help build my church. As we look down on Haggai, I think it's verse 14, if I'm not mistaken, God's people are stirred up to build. All of a sudden, there's this energy to build and this zeal to build, to invest. 
it's almost like they had the best motivational speaker in and saying, guys, glory of God. And everybody's like, amen, pastor. Amen. Let's do it. We're going to take over Devon, reimagine this. Wouldn't our city be transformed? And everyone is like, yes, it will be. Remember, we are 75% a Christian nation. We're just missing one thing. is to put the first things first. They're like, yeah, amen. And really be truly transformed. They're like, woo, in. And then they go for it. But <laughs> things first. is a land of manship through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a king of kings. He rules. He rules through his world, word, through his people. He rules. So if we seek first his righteousness and we seek first his kingdom to be realized in our lives and in a body of Christ, will be provided for you. All these things will be added, provided. All our needs will be met. I think it ties in proper of things. It's worship before walls. It's the church or we build. We build a church first before we build our communities. We put Jesus first before we put our interest or personal ambitions. Seek God's kingdom first and righteousness before we seek anything else in this world. I've Benson, hopefully I pronounced it correctly. When we put God first, all things fall into proper place or drop out of our lives. Our love of the Lord for our affection, the demands on our time, the interest we pursue. And at first, everything else falls into their right places. We've been a Christian for a long time, just a while, maybe never struggled significantly with the order of priorities like the Israelites. Maybe you have, this is that when we don't have the right order, we cannot fully experience the transformational power of Christ in our lives. Because we are on and off, we are in and out. It is keeping it right, you're keeping it right always. That's our aim, that's our goal, to keep it right always. Not one day, aim at keeping God first. Clean, it's for renewal, equality, one humanity, prosperity. All our best efforts are never enough. But not satisfied, running, running, but not arriving. Avoiding church Jesus, the word of God, hearts against God's will by making us more disobedient. Only rebuke the people, but he charges them to do the right thing. It's their spirit to do what he hears and sees this, sees their error, and they obey God. But to stay a willing spirit and to build his church and that you put him first in your life. Amen. Thanks, guys. I think I'm um, pray quickly. I'll hand over to Kellen. Pray what you have required of us. That's all of our minds, all of our bodies, and all of our souls.
first where we are lacking Lord in building your church first to realize why is your church first teaching you first important in our lives when maybe we are blinded we can't even see it the Holy Spirit continues to do the great deep work in us this when we invest in your kingdom with our time with our resources with our finances with everything God you're with us Jesus Lord you're with us Eugene. Um